lose everyone. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. I see dead people. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? And knowing is half the battle. What the deuce? Must have the And I'll form the head. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and the traitor. Take it away. What are you talking about, Willie? Wow. Infotainment. Welcome to another Transmissions Extra. The show that we don't do much anymore. But we thought that we would throw one of these out there because uh, well, I kind of thought of a really fun topic and uh, I had to get it done because it was fun. So uh, with me today is uh, Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hello, Jeremy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You he did never the gets joke. old. <laughs> um, and what we're going to talk about today is something kind of fun. Uh, Jeremy, what would you say your comic book tastes? Where do they lie? Uh, at this moment, probably mid nineties DC comics, because that's when the characters I, I like were, were still alive. Okay. All right. What we were going for there was DC, just DC. Well, that's all. <laughs> but that's okay. No, um, we'll, we'll get into exactly why later. Okay. <laughs> um, and the reason why I've asked Jeremy on is because of his love for DC comics. Um, it's preferably mid nineties. Well, no, I, it, I I like DC in general. I just don't like their management at the moment. And my tastes are very Marvel. So um, we thought we'd have a really interesting back and forth. And we'd do a fun little experiment here to see um, and maybe have a discussion about who our opposite characters, our favorite characters are for the opposition. So who are my favorite or top three DC characters and vice versa for Jeremy and Marvel and uh, thought this would be kind of fun and we can talk about the, uh, the choices and uh, yeah, see how, uh, see how our, uh, our rankings kind of come out. So since this was my idea, I'm going to get started first and uh, get the ball rolling here with my third choice of my top threes, my uh, least favorite of the three well, of the three <laughs> um <Yeah>. yes <laughs> um and uh i picked for all of my characters i picked just heroes i didn't pick any villains me too um although i believe there is an anti-hero on my list uh but i still count him as a hero um but anyway so my top my third choice for dc i chose flash which um, one Flash, uh, red suit can run really fast. There's been a few. I don't know a lot about Flash, but I own some really cool Flash comic books. Yeah, and that's why I picked him. Um, the uh Flash, a uh, Flash comic is the single oldest comic that I have in my collection. 
um, from 1961, and uh, I uh, I had a hard time with DC, so um, I am not a uh, I'm not a big DC fan, and uh, since I did spend some significant coinage on my Flash comic book. Um, I figured, you know what? I'm going to put Flash on this well, list. You so, have probably one of my most desired comics, like you know, outside of like Action Number One or Detective Twenty Seven, you know, which are completely unattainable. You, you, yeah, you, you're, you recently got Flash One Twenty Three. Yes, I do. Which I is have a Flash One Twenty Three, which is like the the birth of the multiple Earths and. You know, bringing back the original Golden Age Flash, and that's right. That's like um, probably the the most desired comic that I I have on my want list. It's a pretty cool comic to have. Um, it's uh, I I find it interesting to kind of look at it because that single issue uh, was released before the entire Marvel Comics universe <laughs> was started. Yeah, so before uh it's it's you know granted uh, everyone gives credit to fantastic four number one as being the birth of the marvel universe yeah um this flash book came out before that yeah so. I mean, you, you did have like you know namor and captain america of course the, you know they these existed. guys came out and they were for timely comics and right. stuff like that so marvel was in you know essence around but yeah you're right it's wasn't in by name so yeah, i mean the the marvel universe is a pretty much born in the silver age exactly and yeah it's it's a it's a it's a teenager or at least a um a, you know 40 year old by now in, in the in the grand scheme of things yeah when it comes to the the comic book industry so i don't know a lot about flash um this book that I do own is is pretty pretty awesome. Like you said, it's the combination or the the birth of the multiverse, combining uh, the what is it the Golden Age Flash yeah. with uh, the Silver Age Flash. Um, it's a pretty cool book to have, um, and I've recently bought a couple other books to kind of have around it. So that's kind of neat. But um, it's uh, I know there's a Flash TV show. Obviously, it's doing very mm-hmm. well. Uh, I've never seen an episode. Um, I thought that the flash in the DC justice league movie was not great, but it was still there for kind of yeah. comic relief and it did okay, but, uh, the movie wasn't great. So it did kind of and not, not well. It it's after having a live action TV show for, you know, a number of years, getting someone completely different to just play the same character. It was just jarring. It is. It's, it's, it's rough. Yeah. So, that's my number three. Jeremy, who's your number three for Marvel? It would be uh, The Thing. Oh. Yeah. All right. And I don't have too many books with him. Um, I've recently picked up a few of the Fantastic Four books have just been relaunched. But every time I've ever come across The Thing in like cartoons or um you know horrible movies he he's not you know like in the movies he's not ever the worst part of the movie because there, there's always much worse but it just he seems to be like a character that all the other characters like 
you know, no one really has, you know, issues, you know, like on a team, he's always kind of like the heart of the team. And Mm -hmm. I just, uh, it's always just been a character that I've I've enjoyed you know reading or seeing. Yeah, the thing is a is a he's an integral part of the Fantastic Four. Um, he keeps uh, he's almost kind of like the moral center of the team. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Johnny Storm, the hothead, the the young uh, ups, you know, just a kid who's you know got the superpowers and he's just you know trying to milk it for whatever he can uh and then you've got uh mr fantastic and sue who are just like the they're the brains right they're the the, they're there to uh to to kind of keep everything together and to do all the smart sciencey shit so um he also uh, keeps them grounded i think uh yeah and and he's he's older than everyone else i believe um in, in the comics anyway and uh and he's uh he's physically stronger um obviously his uh the accident uh turns him into rock um which is you know a tough hand to be dealt mm-hmm. but uh yeah it's uh it's definitely uh, uh an interesting character and he's been given some really good character development over the years um i personally don't have a lot of stuff on the thing i've been doing a uh trying to get a, a, a an early run of fantastic war going but I haven't read any of them yet, so um, uh, I'd like to do a, a, a one through one hundred read and, and try and get that done. But it's uh, kind of expensive to get those early one Fantastic Four books. So yeah, yeah. But uh, that's a good pick. Um, do you think they'll ever do a really uh, a good Fantastic Four movie? Um, let's see, the rights are still with Sony, right? Uh, no, they went back to uh, uh, with the Fox deal. They were with Fox, so they went back to Disney. Oh well, yeah. I mean, if if um, Disney's in charge, I think they'll make a good one. Cool. If it's just like I guess Sony has Spider Man, and they seem to be, be doing good because they're letting Marvel do a lot of the heavy lifting. And they're just yeah. they're just like opening their wallets and taking in the money. Exactly. So it, it's um, <laughs> who is it that still has licenses? Because like Fox is all now moved in. Uh, Universal has yeah. the whole. So Fox still ma- uh, retained X Men. Yeah. I so believe. yeah, I mean, all all of those are are moved, but yeah, like Universal, I think has Namor. No, no, no. no. Wait. And no standalone Hulk movies. Uh, Fox moved X-Men and uh, Fantastic Four back to Disney, but Sony kept Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, so bully, I believe that's where it stayed. There's a couple others. Yeah. Like, I believe She-Hulk is still with Sony too, but they've never done anything with her. No, so. Universal has the Hulk char- characters. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. I mean, um, Marvel can use the Hulk in team movies, but not a standalone. Oh. It's a weird thing. I I went on a rat hole one day just reading. We need to get that 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 big uh, graph that shows where everyone is. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, that's uh, that'd be neat to to see a a, a good movie with the Fantastic Four. My idea of bringing them into the MCU is something I I can see them doing. 
where like a fantastic four movie but set like in the 60s okay and they you know they do they go into space you know have their their whole origin thing the accident happens but they either like come back and have some adventures in the 60s and then get um like stuck in time and come to modern day or the accident has a temporal thing to it. And when they come back, they're in modern day and boom. Yeah. Fantastic four. That's cool. I like the idea of also um, keeping it as, I mean, MCU is also like over 20 movies old now. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to kind of weave them in now, but uh, you, you bring out, bring them in, have their, uh, movie origin story 60s and then um, weave them into the MCU as old people you know like they were the heroes of the 60s and now they're just they're they're, they're older and they're kind of the uh, you know the advisors to uh, and you're just you know, like telling they're like they're telling like their movies would all be set in the 60s or whatever. exactly yeah and then you see an old Mr. Fantastic stretch to get something in his finger pops off because he's brittle now. Uh, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to move on to my second DC movie or movie DC character. And um, this one was a, an odd choice, but um, I don't know. I felt that it kind of, um, it works in the confines of the 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 game, I guess. Um, my number two DC character is Catwoman. Um, she's kind of grown on me in the last little while. Um, mainly on the uh, uh, on the the strength of the art germ covers that have been done mm-hmm. for the last uh, the last six issues of her new series. Yeah, but uh, I do remember being a. Uh, a kid watching Batman returns and Michelle Pfeiffer in the, uh, latex, um, outfit or whatever the hell that was. Um, it was really awesome. Um, and for a a young teenager. Yes, (laughs) I was, I was smitten. Uh, that, that movie was awesome. And I thought, you know what? Catwoman is a kick ass character. And, uh, you know, she could take care of herself. She was a little cuckoo for Coco, um, but yeah. uh, I think it worked to her advantage in the movie. Um, the uh, the modern inter- uh, interpretation of the character, uh, obviously, in current comic books, um, she's in love with Batman. Um, there was a wedding. Um whether or not that happened, I don't think so, but uh, we'll let, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but uh, But it's a comic book wedding, so something happened at a wedding between Catwoman and Batman weird, but uh, anyway, it's uh, it's comic books, but uh, Catwoman is is a character that uh, um, I think can definitely stand up on her own, um she she has no superpowers and she's formidable yeah so uh i i i definitely i like that about the character um 
I think DC in my eyes is a um, save for one incredible character that is unbeatable. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, a lot of characters on the DC side that have no superpowers, but are also very super in their own right. Um, so uh, yeah, I like Catwoman. She was very uh, instrumental in my uh, youth. Um, thank you, Michelle Pfeiffer. And uh, yeah, Catwoman is my number two. And she, she's gotten a lot of um, good character development over the last few years in particular. So, I mean, like, I think in the 80s, part of her origin was that she was a prostitute, and I think they've pretty much retconned that out now. Okay. And they're going back to the whole cat burglar thing. Sure. And Well, that kind of fits with the Gotham show, right? I guess. Yeah, I, I don't I don't watch the Gotham show. I, I know. It, it's, it's not great, but no. it does have a, a young uh, cat woman in there, so. But I think, you know, she's, you know, well, I mean, she has her own book now, so obviously she can stand on her own. And, yeah, I mean, they've done a lot of good stuff with her. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, what's your number two Marvel character? He's this very little known um, character, like very obscure. Mm. Um guy called spider-man oh i don't know if you've heard of him i he does he, he, i think he appears in a couple books yeah like briefly guest star appearances yeah so i don't know he, he's been someone like even when i was a kid and i would watch the you know the, the cartoons like spider-man and his amazing friends and stuff um before I knew like any distinction between DC and Marvel and stuff, I like Spider-Man and um, I don't know. I mean, he, he's had his ups and downs. Um, like I, I'm not too big on reading a lot of the Marvel comics, but he's in so many other forms of media. Um, I remember even like watching that MTV series until I, I just gave up on it. Um, I don't know if you remember that one. I think so. Yeah, it was not the best. But then we've had so many other good ones. Like uh, the 90s, like afternoon cartoon block was just great for DC and Marvel both. I mean, you had like the X-Men stuff and you had Batman animated series. It was just great in general. But um, I don't know. There's just so much, so many good Spider-Man's story or movies and stories and stuff and i haven't seen spider-verse yet but oh my goodness it's i've heard it's fantastic it's on my list yeah you guys see that so it but it's weird because his age has gone back and forth so much and um what is your favorite? Like, do you prefer him being kind of in high school or college or an adult or? That's a good question. Um, I'm a big Spider-Man fan and uh, I've read Spider-Man books for a lot of years now. Um, And um, I don't think 
I like him when he's in high school or college. Um, it reminds me too much of being in high school and college. And sure, <laughs> they, you know, a good writer can can do, you know, can really write well for uh, for a teenager. Um, I think I liked him better. Like even when this was coming out, like monthly or bi-weekly um i liked him better when he was uh you know a young adult um engaged or married to mary jane that was my favorite peter parker um and uh they just had some really good chemistry as a couple together um the uh the dynamic of you know uh peter always worrying about you know mary jane or lack thereof worrying about mary jane um but mary jane uh, constantly worrying about peter uh being out there um mm-hmm. uh you know fighting whether he was going to come home or not um made for some interesting reading and uh she was literally left to to just sit there and wait for him um you know was was kind of heartbreaking and as a as a as a teenager reading these comics, I was like, you know, if she could go out and do something, I guess, well, he did not have to wait and be worried. But you, as you grow up, you realize like you're almost, you're almost like paralyzed with fear to, to go out. You have to wait and you have to make sure that they come home. Okay. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, it's uh it was some, there was some really good writing back in the Mary Jane years. And as I read it as an adult, um, every time that she uh, kind of comes in in and out of the book, I'm 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 hopeful that they'll get back together. You know, it's kind of kind of there, kind of not in things I think they ever did. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's my my kind of opinion on on my favorite Peter Parker. Cool, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I am totally in favor of the heroes getting married and. Like when they have to progress, right? Yeah, when when they broke up, um, Peter and Mary Jane, and you know when New Fifty Two happened, and like Superman and Lois were no longer together and stuff. That just it's like you're going back and telling the same old stories. I mean, when you mm-hmm. when you get the characters married, that's like uncharted waters. You know all this all this room for new stories. I mean, you know they're a team. You know, she can help out on, you know, covering for him or, you know, maybe she has skills that he doesn't have. I mean, I'm not sure what Mary Jane's career is, but I mean, I know she's mostly it was a supermodel and then she was kind of like a club promoter or something like that. Well, um, I mean, I know on the Superman side, I mean, Lois is, you know, you, you always kind of imagine her as kind of the heroine that needs help or whatever but she's got brains and there's many times that he goes you know uses uses her help to fix whatever the issue is and Mm -hmm. i don't know that's just the the executives that are like we can't have relationships in comics just drive me nuts Mm. yeah when um when Marvel, uh, uh, it originally started out as a five-issue mini during their most recent Secret Wars uh, uh, kind of relaunch or whatever the hell they called that. Um, 
but uh, they did this thing called Renew Your Vows, which is they went into a universe and told a story where Peter and Mary Jane were still ma- were, were married and had a daughter, and they all had spider powers. And I jumped at that series because I wanted to read a story about them being married still. And then they came back with that series uh, as a as a ongoing. And once again, I just had to get my grips on it and read it because it was it was one of those things that, that I just and I didn't realize how much I wanted to to read that story of Peter and Mary Jane together mm-hmm. again. So, yeah, that's a good pick. That's your number two. Yep. All right. Well, let's move on to my number one and. Um, this one, if anyone knows me, knows this is not a big surprise. When we started talking about this as a as an idea, my number one was solidly on the list here. Two and three, they were harder to figure out. Uh, my number one DC character, that's Batman. I uh, I'm a Batman fan. Yeah. Um, out of all of the books that I have um, that are not Marvel, I would say... Um, the majority of them are Batman books. I've done a lot of work um, gathering um, key issues of, of Batman story. You know, the uh, I guess it would be the 70s through to present day. So Batman's got a, a storied history of his own dating mm-hmm. back to, what is it, 1940? So, 38. Um, oh, no, yeah, you're right, 40. Sorry. Please, what the hell? um and uh so when um when you talk about like uh you know buying up batman key issues um unless you're 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 a wealthy person there's only so far a regular a regular person can go uh before you got to start digging into some serious coin to get some some of those early batman key issues and uh, i think i've gone that far with Batman. Um, Next was 39. But, uh, hmm? It was 39. It 39? Not, yeah. Oh, okay. 39. All right. Before well, someone um, emails. <laughs> the um, Batman has always been um, just the, the opposite to, uh, to the Marvel books that I read. Um, Marvel always was very, um, I wouldn't say happy, but they're brighter and colorful batman is a dark story he's it's a very dark tale um the first superhero movie i ever watched was batman and it kind of progressed from there and it doesn't has a kick-ass car um, he has a lot of them. and <laughs> <laughs> they seem to change every single issue but yeah no it's uh um his batmobile is definitely something that makes um, unique. Um, a lot of superheroes wear capes. Uh, a lot of superheroes can, you know, uh, I know he doesn't fly, but it makes it seem like he can fly with all of his gizmos and gadgets. Um, but not a lot of, uh, characters have a car like he has to get around. And, uh, he's got a car, he's got a plane, a sub, a helicopter. The guys, he's got, he's got it all motorcycle. All, all kinds of things and um i just like the uh that that batman has really uh the character has stayed true for um you know there there 
sure the the character of Robin, his sidekick, kind of started off as a buddy little uh, kid representation character, but it's blossomed into much more. Uh, Robin is a as a, a character now that um, you know can really hold his own and also be killed multiple mm-hmm. times. So and come back, um, <laughs> and also. Um, which wouldn't have happened in the, you know, 39, 40s, also be a girl. So it's, uh, you know, Dark Knight uh, Returns is a, a masterpiece of storytelling. And uh, if anyone out there has not read Dark Knight Returns, uh, you need to, to read that. It's four issues. It can be wordy, but it is a masterpiece. Um, I have not read Dark Knight Returns. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of the the art style, and I don't know. It can be it can be rough. You can watch the movie. The movie's almost as as good as the the books. But oh, I would actually, I think books. I might have seen. You're talking about the animated movie. Yeah, I think I might have seen the first half of that. Okay, yeah, it was a double, two movies. But yeah, it's the art style. I don't know. It's a little. You have to get used to it, but. Well, yeah, I mean, it's uh, Frank Miller, right? So, um, But that's a good pick. Yeah. I mean, especially, like, these days with, like, especially what Tom King's doing, it is super dark. And mm-hmm. he, I, I'm not sure exactly what's going on with Batman right now, because, I mean, he he needs a psychiatrist and that's obviously not going to happen. Hmm. But, I have not yeah. been reading Batman um, recently. Like I said, I've been concentrating on getting like older key issues. Um, you know, first appearances of Jason Todd, um, yeah. Dick Grayson, that kind of thing. Um, and uh, killer croc. He's a, he's a character you can get a first appearance of in the modern book. Um, so got got one of those, yeah. um, but uh, um, yeah, Batman is a uh, is a character with an incredible rogues gallery as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not many characters can sport a rogues gallery as as diverse as Batman's. Um, you also get probably one of the most recognizable villains in all of comics with the Joker. Uh, it's uh, it really is uh, he an incredible character with Batman. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, that's my, my, my number one pick. Um, yeah, Batman's Batman's pretty cool. Um, he gets some pretty kick-ass movies. Uh, anyone who's anyone has played him in, in those movies, some to not the best reviews, but yeah, yeah, you got to give it a shot. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, he's just a guy, so, you know, it's something you could technically see yourself being if you had, you know, a ton of money and, you know, wanted to do CrossFit nonstop. Of course. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, there's, yeah, but, there's no powers there. He's just a, again, a yeah. smart, rich guy. Yeah, it fits with uh, my, my number two pick, Catwoman, where they both do not have powers and yet they still hold their own and, and uh, can do some serious damage. Yeah. 
Um, and and I know it kind of got lost in the most. I think it was was it Justice League? It might have been Justice League movie. But Batman doesn't use a gun, although he has been seen in old comics using a gun. I don't know. There's some Batman v Superman. I think he used a gun. Yeah. So it's it's cloudy now, but but he should not you know, use a gun. For the longest time, Batman did not use a gun, and that was the deal. And, and he was supposed to be a detective, and that's that's his deal, right? So he's solving crimes, he's figuring shit out, and that's that's what I like about him. Um, that's one of my favorite aspects of him is just when they give him a good detective story where he's having to spot clues and use his brain. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's a great crossover from a couple of years ago with Batman and the Flash because you know the Flash Barry Allen is a CSI, so they were both you know using their sure. their skills to try to figure out this this problem and yeah you know i love that cool well that's my number one what is your number one marvel character jeremy well you went dark so i'm gonna go to the other end of the spectrum it's captain america oh cap yeah except for the the period where he was a nazi but okay i mean other than that he's he's had a lot of good stories um i'm not as much of a fan of the ones where they de-age him or i guess they re-age him and make him an old man but he he's just he's like the moral compass of the entire you know marvel universe Mm -hmm. particularly the mcu but um i'm sure in the comics as well and generally if if he's saying, you know, we need to do something, you can generally count on it being the the thing that you need to do. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's it's great how they, they brought him into the modern age after, you know, he was one of those World War II era characters. You know, I think it's his first issue. He's punching Hitler. Yeah. And when the silver age started and Marvel was starting their stuff and they brought him back by having him frozen in ice. That's just, that's an ingenious way of bringing back a world war two character, you know, 20 years later. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, so you get, you get the man out of time and then you also just have this, like, you know, the way the serum acted is like, you know, kind of, um, the way they describe it in the movie where like, you know, if you're bad, it, it kind of emphasizes that, but if you're good, it, you know, it brings that out more. So he's just like, kind of like the ultimate good. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's just, he's a, a character that I've always enjoyed reading. Yeah. I guess if, if D Superman as their, as their boy scout, uh, Captain America would definitely be, um, Marvel's mm-hmm. Marvel's Boy Scout, and uh, they kind of they kind of fit the same bill. Um, Captain America has died a number of times, uh, and always seems to find a way back. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, even even with the whole Nazi aspect uh, that he was, I was reading that uh, that kind of go around, and uh, he truly wasn't a Nazi. Yeah. His mind was kind of pushed aside. They, his takeover, and it was—it's comics. It's yeah. crazy. 
but yeah, it that's a good pick. Um, I re- I remember I was actually in Florida on vacation um, when they killed him in the comics, and I bought the issue from a Tampa Bay comic book store. And the guys had them on the counter by the cash register. And he said, oh, do you want the regular cover or do you want the variant cover? I'm like, the variant cover is cool. It's got him running towards you. And I'm like, I'll take that one. And the other one had the newspaper clipping with his hand and the handcuff and some blood on it, right? Like, that's cool. So I just bought the one. And um, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then, like, the next day, like, it was in the actual newspaper, you know? Yeah. Captain America's dead. Yeah. I'm like what how is this in the news just like when superman died it's like yeah they don't realize this is comics yeah Yeah, i mean when when they killed captain america they already had how they're gonna bring him back oh sure yeah Yeah. but i i have to say like i mean i read i read all of those civil war books um and that first civil war uh, uh like event was a, was a thing of beauty. It was uh, written beautifully, was drawn immaculately, and um, it ended exactly the way it should have ended. Yeah, um, I, I still need to read that. When when you know when Captain America gets shot coming out of the courthouse, you're like, oh my god! You know, you had. I mean, I honestly I didn't see it coming. Um, they you know him and Tony had been arguing. Um, and, uh, it's, you know, the, the movie tried to make as much of it as they could and they did an okay job, but the comic is really, it's, it's really good. I mean, characters died in, in it from fighting each other and it was, it was great, but, uh, it's really is one of the best, uh, uh, event books that's ever been done. But, uh, the way that they ended that with, uh, with Captain America getting shot was, was just fantastic. Cool. Right. Oh. Well, why don't we switch the tables over and talk about what we really actually like, too. So, I know we've both made a list of our top three favorite Marvel and DC's characters. Uh, Why don't you go first, then, and Jeremy, tell me your uh, third favorite DC character. This was tough. Really? Yeah. The, I mean, because there's so many. Um, oh, okay. I mean, I, I probably know three Marvel characters. <laughs> no, um, but uh, I don't know. It's just going through like the stuff I'm reading, the stuff I'm enjoying, and then the stuff I enjoyed in the past. Um, I probably had to choose Nightwing as my third favorite. Okay. Um, you know, Dick Grayson. Unfortunately, right now, he's been shot in the head, and he has decided his name is Rick now, R-I-C, and this, I think, comes from Dan DiDio not wanting to have people joke about the name being Dick, and it's absolutely stupid. But when he is in his right mind, and he is Nightwing, um, I think kind of like the thing he is the most liked character in the dc universe amongst the other heroes like oh. if he vouches for somebody that's good enough 
for everyone. Um, and <clears throat> I mean, he's like Batman's only successful Robin pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, like he, he kind of graduated and became his own person. Um, he's mentored Damian Wayne, you know, Batman's son, the current Robin. Yep. And, um, the, the current young justice series that's on the DC streaming service has been really good and kind of showing like he, he's training these people that are just getting powers and, you know, they have all these powers yet they still can't touch them. And it just shows like his training and stuff and, you know, being an acrobat, you know, before his parents were killed. I mean, he could probably go toe to toe with Batman, I would think. Mm. And just like he's, he's Batman without all the, the angst. He has moved past his parents' murder and become a, I guess a, a stable person, whereas Batman is still kind of unhinged and can't let go and can't move past his parents' murder. He's also in the Teen Titans Go. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, Young Justice is pretty much kind of a Teen Titans thing, but yeah, I mean, he, and when, when they, started teen titans he was still robin and then but when they did the um um oh crap can't name the thing the um judas contract oh right yeah that was when he um he basically said he was quitting he was giving up the robin mantle and that's when eventually he became Nightwing from there. So. Do you think, because you've watched all of Titans, right? Wait. Yeah. Wait, can you say that again? You've watched all of Titans uh, now, right? Yeah, I have. Do you think that uh that's where they'll take season two and and uh and yeah do, uh and and turn him into nightwing at that point I, I was really surprised they didn't do it in season one but i definitely see that happening uh, oh okay it's and i i've i've said many places that i i was expecting a dumpster's fire when i saw that first trailer and he had the mm-hmm. f batman line and stuff i'm like what is happening here and then actually watching it, I really, really like the series. And I like the guy they have playing Dick Grayson and what they mm-hmm. did. I mean, he it is showing him trying to do that, like come out of, from from Batman's um, his shadow. shadow and figure out how to still be a hero without being so dark. I really yeah. liked it. He's starting to, he's mentoring a couple of the, the kids as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know. I like, and, and we've talked about Titans quite a bit because as a Marvel guy, somehow I fell in love with that show as well. And uh, it's, it's definitely a very good show. 
and uh, it's on Netflix here um, in Canada. So yeah, take a look at that. Yeah, you get you, you get lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a really great great show. Um, but uh, yeah, Dick Grayson is a uh, is a good pick, and uh, he almost made it onto my list. But I thought he would all my characters being Batman related would be uh, a yeah. bit much. Yeah. But... <laughs> so who's your number three? Uh, my number three for Marvel. My number three is Venom. Um, the most recent movie aside, cause it wasn't great. <laughs> um, I really like the character of Venom in the Marvel comics, um, specifically around the time when he was introduced um, he was, he was scary, but there was a side to him that was kind. And, uh, when the Venom movie was about to come out, I did this, uh, kind of, uh, twice daily tweet about, uh, the comics that featured the, uh, the first appearances of Venom and kind of a lead up to the movie. And there was a couple, uh, comics that featured where he was trying to get you know vengeance uh against spider-man and he would stop his attacks on spider-man to save you know a bystander that had kind of gotten caught up in the in the in the uh, the carnage that was going on see what i did there carnage uh-huh. um but uh, uh yes so and i thought you know what this guy is not all bad he's a He's an anti-hero for sure, but he has a goal. Um, it's to take out Spider-Man, and that's because Spider-Man has caused Eddie Brock, the host, and the Venom symbiote uh, both personal pain, and they are upset with Spider-Man, and so they have an issue. But other than that, Venom, the character, wants to do good, you know. So he begins doing very much of a, a Punisher type of run on everything, where he um, starts to take out bad guys. And uh, the the character progression through the years um, was was interesting to say the least. Um, Venom would would appear probably once once a year or so. Um, for for a certain amount of years, and uh, and every time the the book sales would just go through the roof, and uh, it was a really interesting thing to watch. Also, they had Mark Bagley drawing them for those for the last few years, and uh, it was uh, it was a really good. Uh, Mark Bagley is a really great artist, and and definitely uh, shaped a lot of my memories of how Venom should look, but. Uh, yeah, it. Uh, um, in the later years, they changed a lot of the hosts. Like the the Venom symbiote bounced around from host to host to host, mm-hmm. and kind of picked up different traits from each host. And in most recent years, has made it back to Eddie Brock, and in doing so, actually sought him out because the host wanted to to do good again. Um, the host that he had. One of the hosts prior to him was uh, Flash Thompson, just an old classmate of Peter Parker's when he was younger. But 
in his adulthood became a, a, a soldier and got the symbiote gained all of these really good feelings about doing good um, uh, for other people from working with Flash and uh, wanted to impart that once again. He wanted to get that, the, the symbiote wanted to get that feeling once again and, uh, and f- sought out Eddie to, uh, to do that. And, and uh, I thought that that was a really great kind of moment to kind of, uh, to kind of have that put back in the book that uh, the, the symbiote itself had a kind of a motive to finding Eddie Brock. But yeah, Venom's a, Venom's an interesting character, something that you wouldn't really kind of think about being a hero, but definitely has a hero potential. Yeah, what, I, mean, I don't know. Would, I don't know too much about, like, well, I mean, I, I know about Venom, but I've never actually read any of these stories. And sure, I always just assumed that the um, the symbiote was in control. So. It, it seems like I need to no, it's a, read some. Yeah, it's a partnership for sure. Um, definitely Venom uh, can take things too far. It's an alien, uh, you know, and uh, it needs the host body to uh, to kind of kind of rein it in sometimes. Um, there's been cases in the book where the symbiote has eaten someone and uh, that's, that's rough. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, then the the host has got to take him back and 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 let the symbiote know that that's you know first of all it's gross as hell don't do that and uh, and and we're you know don't uh, um, and eating people is not acceptable so yeah it's a venom's an interesting read because he does talk in a uh, I don't, it's not a third person um, but it's like a a, a duality. He refers to himself as a as we, so it's a it's an interesting kind of a read. What would you say is your second favorite DC character? Well, this one's on your list, uh, Flash. Oh, although mine, my favorite Flash is Wally West from the nineties. That was when I was really like getting into. Um, reading comics like more than just you know when I was starting to like go to a, a comic shop and making pull lists and stuff. Okay, that's when I really got into Flash and Barry Allen was dead at the time, so Wally West was the Flash. And okay, he he's one of those like he had he got married, had kids, and then the New Fifty Two happened, and suddenly he was gone. Oh. And since then, like he came back with Rebirth, and he just wasn't treated well at all by DC. And it it upsets me because like he and Barry have this great relationship because he idolized Barry as a kid, or he idolized the Flash as a kid. And mm-hmm. it's like they just threw all these potential stories down the toilet. So uh, he's the flash that you see on like the justice league um, cartoons that were on cartoon network. That was Wally West flash. Um, And 
he's been in Young Justice, but he's not currently for reasons that you need to watch. To I'm not going to spoil that. But he's just he's always like, you know, Barry is the the serious scientist, uh, and Wally is just like he has fun with the the powers and. I don't know. He seems to be more kind of happy all the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, you know, I, I like these characters that aren't dark and brooding. Uh-huh. You know, but, it, um... it, if you were to get superpowers, you would probably have fun with it. <laughs> so I would. Um, just looking up here to see uh, Wally West first appeared, and it was Flash 110. Um, that's uh, that's an old book. That's yeah. a real old book. Yeah, I mean, um, he was um, you know, he, he was the original Kid Flash, so like when all the heroes had to have their, their sidekicks. Yeah. And he was in Teen Titans, and you know, just another one of those characters that was allowed to grow up, like Nightwing. Yeah. That's cool. Neat. All right. So how about you? Yeah. What's your number two? My number two. This one, this character was the um was in the first comic book I ever owned. Uh, and it was a gift to me from one of my mom's students. This character is Wolverine. Um, Wolverine, the the story goes uh, about my first comic book. My mom was a teacher, um, and one of the kids in her class uh, gave her a comic book. Um, it is Wolverine 76. 77, 77, and said, here, give this to your son. He might like it. Um, and it's, uh, I did. And it's, uh, it's a, an amazing story. Plus it was the first part of a three issue arc that I know I, I immediately had to read the rest of. Um, but later found out that Wolverine was Canadian, which made it a whole lot better. <laughs> And that he was like the best superhero ever and um, had these kick-ass claws uh, made of metal, which the book that I got, he had lost the metal claws like two issues earlier. And uh, I had to find out how that happened. And um, so he had these badass bone claws at the time. Um, so when I found out he actually was supposed to have metal claws, I was like, what the hell? Um so, yeah, I don't know how old I was. I probably was around, like, I don't know, 11 or so. But, uh, yeah, so Wolverine, he's just a, a really, just he's just a kick-ass character. I mean, um, he's supposed to be, uh, according to, like, um, all the, like, the, what is it, the Marvel fan fandom page or whatever. He's supposed to be, like, 5'4", maybe even shorter. Um, so when they cast Hugh Jackman to play him. Who's like six, two. Um, they're like, I don't know whether this is going to work out. Uh, I can tell you from my opinion, 
Uh, Hugh Jackman has knocked it out of the park as Wolverine. And if he's done, then I'm fine with it. If he wants to come back and do more, I'm also fine. Um, but uh, Wolverine, he's had some really, really great storylines over the years. Um, he's had some shit ones too. Um, but uh, um, they they seem to... Marvel likes to overuse Wolverine. And so you got to know when to kind of bow out of a Wolverine story. So... Um, they decided to kill Wolverine finally. He was a character that I have seen in more than one comic book reduced to a skeleton and has come back from that. <laughs> it's just a flesh it's, wound. That's it. it. <laughs> um, and so they decided they were going to uh, kill him and killing Wolverine took, I don't know, two years um and it's it was just horrible now to their credit they kept him dead for like three or four years um which is uh these days that's really good for comics it's a lot now before we give marvel a parade they also at the time had like five other characters running around the MCU calling themselves Wolverine. One of them was old man, Logan. One of them was X 23. One of them was this weapon H. Um, and then there was a couple more. It, it, it's ridiculous. Honey One badger. of them is the ult- yeah. Ultimate X is like the, uh, the ultimate uh, universe Wolverine who kind of came over and it's uh, comics, but it's, it's ridiculous. And yeah, so the the universe was not uh, missing a Wolverine, but uh, the six one six universe Wolverine was was gone. Um, but yeah, so anyway, they're in the process currently. They might be done. I'm I'm way behind right now, but they might be done. Um, they're in the process of bringing Wolverine, the six one six Wolverine, back, and this process has taken a long time as well. So this is something that kind of bugs the hell to me about Marvel when they have a character that they know is just going to just, just cash in for them. They grind it out. Um, but, uh, when you can get a good Wolverine story, um, I, I really enjoy it. I'm trying to think there was, uh, um, the, the four issue mini series that started it all. Uh, the, uh, the one that's, uh, written, uh, written and drawn by Frank Miller. It was uh, the one that they heavily based the Wolverine movie, so Wolverine Two, on. Uh, it uh, it's it's quite good. Um, and uh, there's there's a couple others scattered through, but uh, but yeah. Um, what do you have any uh, any th- memories or, or any kind of like thoughts or opinions on Wolverine? Yeah, I mean, I I like the character. Um, I think Hugh Jackman is like the perfect casting. I mean, much like Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. Are like yeah. perf- they've had a lot of good luck with perfect casting. Um, I I don't. I mean, I, I've I've read probably more Wolverine Marvel comics than any other character, just because for a while there, he was pretty much in every comic. Yeah. 
Um, they they Marvel does kind of milk their their cash cows. Yeah, but they... um, I mean, I I I watched the animated X Men cartoon in the nineties, and you know he was a big part of that, and mm-hmm. um, I just I wish they would kind of consolidate. I mean, I think they are getting rid of like Old Man Logan, and you know, kind of cleaning up the Wolverine mess, but. They are yeah, also taking their time Logan, with that too. Old Man Logan is currently part of a 12-issue miniseries called Dead Man Logan. I wonder what they're doing with that, but they're... <laughs> Just kill him. Yeah. You don't need a 12-issue 12, 12 miniseries to kill off a... I mean, you, know, you, you think it was bad when like Superman died and then came back and they had like the the funeral issues and stuff. I mean, I guess that kind of started this, but Marvel has just taken it to a whole other level. They have, um, thinking of other good Marvel or Wolverine stories. Um, it's lost on the readers of books today, but when he was first introduced in 1975, everyone called him Logan. And, um, this wasn't even his real name. Right. So for decades, there was this mystery surrounding Wolverine. And it was part of the charm of Wolverine as to who this guy was. What was his background? Everyone kind of knew he was part of this Weapon X kind of program, which might reminds me of another one that uh, Marvel uh, presents uh, kind of half books with Wolverine and and. Uh, uh, Ghost Rider, um, it was like 72 to 84 were the issue numbers. Those are amazing. It tells the entire backstory of Wolverine during the Weapon X Pro. Get those. Arts by Barry Windsor Smith. Oh, my God. Um, and uh, so, but nobody knew this guy's name. And, and all these experiments that have been done on him have really screwed up his memory. Um, so you couldn't tell whether the memories he had were real or not. And... It wasn't until 2009 that they, I think it was 2000, pretty sure, maybe in 03, but um, it wasn't until the early 2000s that they uh, released an, uh, a six-issue mini uh, called Origin. And it in that is where they actually told the origin story of Wolverine and, and told you his original name, what year he was from, which was ridiculous, He's from like the early 1800s. Uh, the guy is super old, which is crazy. Um, you you figure out what his affinity for redheads comes from, and um, and where he gets the name Logan, which is crazy. The story is nuts. It's absolutely bonkers. So, um, but it's it's fantastic. It really is. So, yeah, I highly recommend that as well. Origin. And it's 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 very good, um, but enough about Wolverine because I could go on about Wolverine for a while. Um, Jeremy, what's your n- number two? No, number one. Oh, what did I for- I forgot your number two already. My number two is Flash. We're talking about Wolverine for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> what's your number one? All right, uh, number one is Superman. 
Big surprise there. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, it it's the character I have seen the longest. Um, growing up, I had this book that's like, it was like a hardcover book of reprints from the golden age up through the silver age of Superman stories. It was like 30s through the 70s. It had like, you know, a few story arcs from each decade. And I just read that, you know, cover to cover so many times growing up. And I just have always liked um, the character. I mean, just the morality and people say like, you know, he's so strong, you can't beat him. And it's the stories where he has to use, you know, his smarts to get out of things. I think I like more than anything because the books where he just, you know, defeats an enemy by punching them. Those just aren't interesting. It's so it's, um, it's been interesting though because I, I like completely dropped off when the new Fifty Two started. Um, because I had been following Superman, like I said earlier, with I like the fact that he was married to Lois. Um, and then New Fifty Two happened and kind of reset everything, and they were trying to make him more angry and stuff. And I'm like, this is not Superman. And then towards the end of like, like right before rebirth, they had this, this event called um, convergence because DC was moving their offices from New York to, to Burbank Mm -hmm. and they needed some, something that could be done with like the, not, not the regular creative teams and stuff. So, you know, they could, I guess, do it ahead of time and then publish it, have it, while they're moving stuff, they don't have to worry about um, anything. And it was a horrible event. But one good thing came out of it. And that was like, like the story was like Brainiac is stealing um, like bits and pieces from the multiverse and making the people in, in these little like um, captured pieces of time fight. So you would have like, people from the nineties um, and then people from like the flashpoint universe fight. And it's it just, it was really stupid. But one of the things was um, the pre new 52 Superman and Lois. And since like, while, um, while uh, Brainiac had everyone under these domes, they were not powered. Uh, Superman was able to impregnate Lois and oh boy, you know, that that's pretty much the only way you could see that happening. Hmm. Um, but they had this baby and then like at the end of the thing, they actually managed to get back into the, I guess the new 52 universe. And they just kind of were like lived incognito as they raised their son. And the stories during rebirth of Superman, like teaching, his son, John, uh, you know, how to use these powers he's developing and um, 
just like lessons that he learned from Pa Kent. And um, it was just such good storytelling. And it was neat seeing Superman in that kind of mentor position where, you know, the, the previous Superboy stories have mostly been Superman as a kid or the Superboy clone from the 90s. And this is a, a Superboy that's his actual son. Mm-hmm. And it was just such good storytelling there. And then Bendis came in. Yeah. Hmm. Bendis is like ruined it. He's like aged up Jonathan Kent in like the span of um, weeks to Superman. He's aged up Jonathan Kent seven years. Oh. And that it, kind of sucks. they just started the story. So we'll have to see where it goes, but it's very frustrating to me to see him undo so much good stuff that I'd enjoyed reading the last few years, but still, I mean, Superman is, you know, he is the moral compass of the DC universe, I think. And, um, more often than not, they do get it right. Um, except in some of the recent movies, but I mean, the justice league started to fix that. And it's sad that we're probably not going to get another um, another movie because I thought the casting was good. The um, it's just the the writing and the directing that was was horrible in those movies. Mm-hmm. But they they do have a good Superman in the TV universe, the, the Arrowverse. The um, Tyler Heckland, I think, is his name, and he does a pretty good job there. So, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't have a lot of love for Superman. Um, I have one fond memory of it and that, um, the, 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 the death of the Superman trade when I was younger, uh, down and, uh, it's a, it's a very good story that death Mm -hmm. of Superman, um, it's compelling and, uh, um, when you like the action books more than anything, and I do, and that is that, nonstop action. Yeah, I mean it. It it ramps up a little bit, and then once it starts going, like that last issue is nothing but full page spreads. And yep, it's 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 well drawn the whole thing, um, you know. And I and I got that around the time that it came out, so it might have been the the first trade of it, but. Uh, after you know, after I started buying comics and stuff like that, I have searched out all of those individual issues and bought them. But uh, it's uh, it's still one of those trades that I still look at. And actually, that it, that actual trade that I had as a kid is in my daughter's room right now, and she can flip through it uh, whenever she wants. But, but um, it's uh, it's just one of those stories that I look back on as as a very well written story f- towards my tastes, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh it's um but ever since then i've never been able to get into a, a superman comic it's been it's been one of those things that um the character just doesn't seem to be able to 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 kind of grab my interest he's too he's too good you know um there's a there's a a, a magic rock that can can hurt him um but that's about it 
but he can come back from basically anything. And I know that people listening to this are probably thinking, well, you really like Wolverine and he's basically invincible. Yeah, yeah. I know. I get it. But Wolverine can't fly. Well, <laughs> he can if someone throws him. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it... With there's, a bad writer, like, yeah. It's, I mean, he's just too good. You know, that's that's the one thing that's you know. I I'm not a huge fan of Captain America comics either, though. Right? Yeah. Um, it's it's something about the 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 Goody Two Shoes Boy Scouts that I really just don't like. Um, not nothing against the character. I give incredible amount of respect to Superman for being the character that started it all. Right. Um, and uh Siegel and Schuster get incredible amounts of respect from me. You know, those guys uh paved the way and yeah. they they paved it hard. You know, those those guys did a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of work for very little and then got <coughs> excuse me, got shafted. Yeah. But uh it's if you look back on it, it's paid dividends. Um over and over so it i'm not gonna say what happened to them was right it's not but it's um but it was it was hopefully recuperated by their by their uh, estates um but the something about the character of superman he's just he needs he needs a flaw like if i'm talking about wolverine where essentially both characters are invincible right um, Wolverine is, he's a broken character. His brain is broken, right? He has a broken memory. He can't, um, remember his own name, right? Um, so, you know, that kind of thing, that, that's a, a, an interesting character point that, that appeals to, to someone who's reading it like myself, whereas Batman, or sorry, Superman has, doesn't really have this this dark side or something, something hidden away. There's something broken about him. You know, he's, he's very perfect. And, and that's, that's hard for me. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I see your point there, but I don't know. In my mind, He's gotten better. Yeah, I mean, like one of the things that I like about him is he does have to live with the fact that he can only do so much, and he can't, like, he can't solve the world's problems because then he becomes basically the ruler of the world, and he doesn't want that. Mm -hmm. And he also can't save everybody. Um, you know, like, um. In like I think it's the '78 movie, um, and also maybe in some of the comics, I'm not sure, but where his dad died of a heart attack, there was nothing right. he could do to stop that, and it's it's his coming to terms with that. I think is is one of the the things I really like about it, where it kind of shows that you, know, you can do great things, but there are there are things beyond every everyone. Is this the one? Where Kevin Costner gets sucked up by the tornado? No, 
That that's dumb. I, 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 I hate he could have he could have done something about that. He could have. Yeah, that uh, don't bring up that movie. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would watch Superman four before I watch that movie again. Okay. And Superman four doesn't exist. <laughs> well, isn't that Superman Returns? No. Superman 4 is the nuclear man guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's absolutely horrible. I like Superman Returns. I'm I'm one of those people. I don't mind it. I think it's a fun movie. Yeah. I like the Superman movies. They're kind of they're 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 fun. They're they're again, they're campy, but um there's there's something about them. They're kind of fun. Catching a plane in in a, in a baseball stadium, it's that's a bit on the nose, but mm. Okay, yeah. uh, it's still kind of fun, but uh, I don't know. It's just like I said, he's a he's a very perfect character. He needs he needs a, a skeleton or two in the closet to kind of, you know, to kind of make him a little bit more relatable. Nobody can relate to Superman, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have adamantium claws, and I can remember most of my life, right? But uh, you know. It's possible that I could have a, a debilitating drinking problem, <laughs> you know, that uh, that Wolverine has, or uh, that I could get into a bar fight any night of the week, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That that's the argument that I always I always have with people that don't get Superman. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I've just always really liked the character. Maybe it was because well, I was a Boy Scout. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Well, what's your number one? My number one we have talked about before. It was guess. on it's your list. Spider-Man. <laughs> it is Spider-Man. Yes. And he is he is my top character, my favorite character. Um and he um his comic book was the first comic book that I ever bought with my own money. I do remember I do remember that day vividly. I was going grocery shopping with my mother and this was back in the day when you could still get comic books at the grocery store and i saw the the shiny green cover staring back at me from the magazine rack and it was on that day that i bought web of spider-man number 100 with the fancy green hollow foil cover and the first appearance of the spider armor Never to be used again, but it was a uh, it was an attention grabbing cover, and it grabbed my attention. So, yeah. But uh, I, I Spider Man is uh, is one of those characters that um, he just he appeals to me like I was talking about with when you mentioned him. Um, I like the idea that he was a younger character. He wasn't when I was reading him. He wasn't a grown man. He was younger. He had a I think. Mary Jane was either engaged or they were they were um, boyfriend and girlfriend at the time, so they were young, um, and he was struggling with the superpower that he had gotten. Um, I can tell you, as a fan, I am sick and tired of the "with great power comes great responsibility" line. Oh my God, stop that! Stop saying the line in the books. My goodness, I am dead, just sick of that line. Um, 
but uh, so so you like how the the MCU version of them they haven't even really gone into the whole Uncle Ben or oh I love stuff. it. It's like yeah you love you know it. you know what happens so you know what happens yeah the um there's talk about them bringing back uh, um Toby Maguire to play Uncle Ben in in an upcoming one just as like a flashback or something and I think that would be hysterical. Yeah, I saw in the in the trailer the the suitcase that he uses has uh, Ben's initials. Yeah, so that's cool. He exists, in, or he existed in the universe. Oh yeah, well, I mean that's the crux of the Spider-Man. Yes, there's no uh, there's no Spider-Man without Uncle Ben dying. Um, but uh, Spider-Man has always been a really cool character for me. I there's so many different iterations as well. Um, he gets a costume change every now and then, but you can't argue with the blue and white. Um, he has a rogues gallery that can, uh, can go right up there against Batman's. Um, I still think Batman takes it because he's been around for, I don't know, 20 years longer. So, um, but, uh, Spider-Man's got some pretty, pretty awesome uh, uh, villains. Uh, a lot of them, if you think about it, could be rip-offs of Batman, uh, uh, you know, villains. But uh, they do a lot with, uh, you know, with their with their uh, villains uh, to kind of differentiate them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Spider-Man is a tortured soul, uh, tortured by uh, the pat like. Uh, his uncle Ben, something that he couldn't do anything about, um, or something that he should have done something about and didn't, and then um, tortured by Gwen being, uh, you know, not being able to save her, um, and then also by the other people that uh, have died around him as the years have gone on, and all of these deaths they all affect him every single uh, one of them, and uh, and that's tough. That's tough for a character, but to see that they work them in every time. Um, like I said, I don't read a lot of DC. I don't know if a lot of, uh, of characters around Batman or Superman uh, die, you know, Jeremy, you might be, uh, be able to answer like how many characters that are close to Superman actually die and stay dead. Well, I mean, both his parents, um, the entire planet of Krypton, well, he, he was a baby. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but I mean, like, Mon yeah, there's Pa-Kent always another one. There's always another one going up. You know, yeah. how many how many Kryptonians actually survived this thing? Well, I mean, when when Bendis came on, he immediately had his new villain character destroy the bottle city of Kandor. So, you know, there's a few thousand right there. I don't know what you you just said. <laughs> um, but I mean, he's had, um. I think the main ones are probably Mon Pocket. Okay. And I preferred when they were alive, like in the nineties, you know, they were alive, but, um, I'm, so they've it, stayed dead then. Yeah. I mean, they, they've stayed dead since at least new 52, uh, maybe even okay. before that. I think when Jeff Johns was writing before new 52, he kind of came up with the new origin and killed them off. Huh. All right. Well, that's interesting. Um, 
Yeah, so I mean, that's that's not a lot for no. him to have lost. <laughs> but he's also not a tortured hero. That's true. Um, you know, obviously Batman has lost his parents. They they got murdered in front of him. That's his origin story. Um, I don't know if he's really lost anyone else. I think Alfred has died. Yeah, uh, but I think he got better. comics yeah excelsior with i mean with batman it's mainly his parents and then jason jason todd right yes that's right who also got better (laughs) (laughs) everyone gets better from death except Um, almost your your his parents um yeah no i do have (laughs) i I have those uh, those issues where uh, where Jason Todd is killed, um, and that's brutal. Those are brutal books, yeah. but to have them turn around and bring them right back is uh, well. And is they killed like them based on a nine hundred number vote. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What kind of fans you got reading this? Stuff? Um, but yeah, so I think I think that might be something that. Uh, that, that that Spider-Man might have over top of DC is that, yeah. um, you know, he, he loses people around him. Um, you know, uh, recently, and it's not a major character, but it's still something that affected the story and still does is that, uh, um, uh, was, uh, I, I can't remember the villain they were fighting, but Spider-Man was fighting this guy and, uh, Marla Jameson, J. Joan Jameson's wife was caught in the crossfire and killed. And this did not help J. Joan Jameson's opinion of Spider-Man. Um, and uh, this was uh, something that has still affected um, Spider-Man and J. Joan Jameson to this day. And, and Marla Jameson is not a major character, you know, but uh, it gets brought up, you know, is that, you know, He's apologized, and and it was something that he never meant to happen, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's you know, and it's something that uh, J. Jonah Jameson still harbors some resentment about. Um, it's going to be it would be hard for someone to get over that, especially after having a, lived a lifetime of of hating this this person. Um, so yeah, it's people die around Spider Man, and 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 it's something that. Uh, makes the book a lot more compelling in my opinion yeah i mean you have the whole parker luck thing here right yes it's not really luck (laughs) no no it's not um aunt may i think has been um she's had her life uh attempted on uh at least three or four times now um she may have even died once or twice, but uh, yeah. So, so there are people are there. Are, there is comics shenanigans going on around Spider-Man, um, but uh, there's definitely some people that stay dead. Um, then there's also the whole clone thing, which is a whole other bag of worms. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I mean, the the original six one six six one six Gwen Stacy has stayed dead, um, and that's something that still still haunts. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's my number one. And I think that brings us to the end of the list. 
Um, this was kind of fun. I think uh, this was this was interesting. Yeah. We should get the other two to uh, to kind of sit down and do our, do their own. I think they would have some interesting ones as well. Um, sure, they would. I wonder who would be on Charles's. I don't even know if Charles actually reads anything other than Transformers books. I don't think he has time. But, well, I mean, between uh, you know all the toys that he opens and stuff, yeah, there's no it's true. And the research for his third doctorate. <laughs> but no, we should uh, definitely kind of, kind of poke them to see if they'll want to sit down and do this. Yeah, it would be kind of fun to hear. But yeah, um, if you guys are listening to this and you want to throw us a comment. Uh, do so in the show notes, or you can always email us at feedback at transmissionspodcast.com and uh, let us know what you thought of our lists. Yeah, they're only three characters long, and we kind of hit the favorites on them, I guess. But um, what are your th- favorites? Uh, top three DC, top three Marvel. Let us know. Uh, maybe Jeremy and I will come back and talk about our th- top three image or top three independent this would be a short list yeah i don't Um, know if i have even really read an image book (laughs) spawn (laughs) i don't i've never read a spawn book (laughs) and what did you say when we were discussing this walking dead (laughs) (laughs) yes walking dead is my favorite character from image (laughs) the the walking all of them. All of the Walking Dead. Yeah. So it would be kind of fun. Maybe we'll do something like that. But I would just kind of shoot the shit, talk about some comics. This is, you know, we do, we do, we all kind of read a lot of other stuff than just Transformers. And it's kind of, kind of fun just to kind of break with uh, the, you know, the, the normal, normalcy of everything else that we do. But uh, yeah. Did anything else you want to say before we close it out, Jeremy? No, I mean this was fun. Um, if you if you like us doing stuff like this for extras, let us know. I'm sure we can find more kind of like favorite characters we like from various properties and kind of hash it out. I mean, we seem to do. Um, I didn't think we were going to do more than a half hour on this, and it looks like it's like hour and a half now. Oh my so. goodness. <laughs> Maybe what we could do is if you could find a six-part Superman book, then uh, I could find a six-part something book uh, from Marvel, and we'll both read it. That yeah, that'd be uh, really fun. Yeah, and give our give our opinions. It has to be six parts, nothing more than because I have one in mind already. <laughs> All right, we'll have to see it. I don't know if it. I could do. Uh, I'd have to look. But, okay. Um, well, you come up with. I, I definitely agree. Like a particular story arc, that'd be fun yeah. to do. Cool. Well, if anyone else has any ideas, let us know. You know how to reach us: Twitter, uh, Facebook, all the regulars. It's uh, it's pretty easy to get a hold of us, and we're pretty good at getting back to you. So, uh, let us know if you have any questions, comments, something else. And leave us f- uh, feedback uh, on the on the show. I talked about this already, but I forgot to mention the widget. Yeah. So you can actually talk to us, and we'll play your show or your we'll play your uh, message on the show. 
and that's uh, that's always easier for us. So uh, anyway, the, that's it for uh, this extra, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Yep. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.